Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. This is a very exciting episode. <laughs> this is very thrilling if you can't hear it in my voice because this is the 100th podcast episode. The 100th podcast episode. In my mind right now, there are like bells and whistles and like cheering. You know that kind of like the crowd applause on like sitcoms <laughs> going off in my head like, yeah, Woo! amazing. When I first started out recording this podcast, it was nothing more than just a little creative urge. I had no idea what to talk about. Um, podcasting still wasn't like a super duper big thing in the circles that I was moving in. I mean, like really big businesses had podcasts. Nobody around me that I knew had a podcast. And I was like, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. (laughs) No idea how to do this. I bought a course on, you know, how to set up a podcast and um, took all of the information and implemented it all. And then realized I only needed about a third of that information. And over time, just refined it, refined it, refined it. And this podcast for me has been through the whole metamorphosis of my whole business journey. When I first started it with, I think like my first 10 episodes, I was a spiritual business coach. I was talking about spirituality. I was talking about a little bit of business. I was talking about so many different things. And here we are at episode 100 being the only manifesto-focused teaching podcast um, I have seen a couple of other like almost like personal podcast blogs um, <laughs> talking about, you know, people's personal manifesto journeys show up. And I think that they're amazing. They're so beautiful. Um, it's still so important to have a teaching space for manifestors to understand who we are and um, redefining some of this language and seeing how we can uh, just expand ourselves further and connect with other people and connect with ourselves and I mean, this has just been the most wild and wonderful and extraordinary experience. So thank you for being here for the 100th episode. Thank you if you have been a person that has been around for a long time. If there are any of you who have been here from the very beginning, I mean, I worship at your feet. Thank you for listening for 100 episodes of just me talking, all of me talking and me talking to other people. I'm incredibly proud that this podcast has a life of its own and an energy of its own and it now reaches 
thousands of listeners per episode. I think that we are actually just shy of 100,000 downloads. And when I get off recording this, I'm probably going to go and have a look at at exactly how many downloads we've got. But yeah, we should be kind of right on track to hit 100,000 downloads in time for this 100th episode, which just has like so much synergy to it. And I love that. And to think that um, 100,000 times this podcast has been listened to out in the world and the impact that it has, the resonance it has with people, um, the continued hundreds into the hundreds of messages that we receive weekly and monthly from people who have been just positively influenced and impacted by a podcast episode is it's nothing short of extraordinary and I'm humbled and I'm grateful and I'm so proud to continue to show up and to record all of these things (laughs) for you guys so 100th episode here we come I think that it's really beautiful that this 100th episode has landed smack bang in the middle of us talking about money because, I mean, what is more prosperous and abundant and triggering as all get out than money? (laughs) So it feels like a real milestone to hit 100 podcasts and to be recording it at a time when we're doing this really big focus, kind of this blazing spotlight on Let's get wealth mastery down pat as manifestors. Like, let's just get this shit in the bag because we need to, right? Socially, collectively, we are moving in a new direction. We are rebuilding our money systems, rebuilding our relationship with money. And the world needs us to go first, guys. The the world needs manifestors to light that torch to create those pathways to initiate the new experiences and the new frequencies and the new relationships that are needed, which means we have a mantle, we have a responsibility on our shoulders now to get this shit sorted, right? To get our money stories done and healed and clear and to start operating in frequencies that are really prosperous and really wealthy and really abundant for money. And I mean, we're going to feel that on an individual level, of course, because we are manifestors and so we feel everything kind of personally and individually behind our closed aura, but we're humans, we're humans. And so we can initiate for the collective and we can create these new pathways for the collective, but ultimately we are humans who are just having our human experience and doing things in our human way. And that means that our money journey needs to be a personal one. And so we've got a bit of a a dualism going on here. Certainly from my perspective, being the person who's teaching this and focusing on it for two straight months in all of our content, um, this duality of encouraging you all to see that we are doing this as a service to the world and we have a responsibility to do that. But additionally, recognizing that this is a very personal individual experience that we are driven to heal our money story, to create new relationships and narratives and experiences around money, simply because we want that experience for ourselves, right? We, we want to be wealthy. We want to bring more money in. So just, just paying homage to that, right? Really just bringing recognition to that for a moment that this is a bit of a a balancing act. We've really got two kind of parallel journeys that are going on here. And in today's podcast episode, rather than 
bringing you teaching, right? I, I do a lot of teaching. I really just wanted to share my story and hopefully, hopefully give you a place of personal recognition within that. I want to share with you my story of money and how I have journeyed through money and uh, kind of where some of these things came from and what happened and how I've arrived at where I am now and where I hope to go to from here. And that, I mean, for me, this is like very six line, like, can I be in my six for a bit and just zoom out and kind of share, share a, a story and share a timeline and maybe drop some unexpected wisdom in. Um, it's also me using my gate 35, sharing some stories and initiating some change. And it's also me really letting you into some of the intimacy of this, really letting you into seeing some more of who I am and um, having that sense of having a closer relationship with me, everyone I adore. And also because, to be really honest, guys, I feel like when we look at people, especially in online business, when we look at these people who have a lot of money and they're talking about all of this money and, and you know, how wealthy they are and I'm a six-figure business owner or a seven-figure business owner and this was my launch outcome and this is how much I get every single month and look at me in my jet-setting lifestyle and all that stuff, they very, very rarely do it by showing any element of their past, right? We don't get the whole picture of where did you come from to get where you are now. We actually just see the shiny outcome. We just see, oh, you're a millionaire, right? And now you're selling me the strategy that you use to get to a million dollars. And and I'm not shitting all over that. To, to be really fair, I'm actually not. I, I think that the ability to understand our own process, our own journey, and to strategically wrap that into something that helps other people is a gift. That's a real gift. Unfortunately, some people use it poorly and without integrity, but it's it's still a process that is a gift to the collective. It's just that I think that we can get very disillusioned and quite disenfranchised around money when we look at people who are really wealthy and we want to be wealthy like them. And all we see is the wealth. All we see is the final outcome. Yeah. Um, Stephen Furtick is a pastor of Elevation Church uh, in America. And uh, one of his favorite phrases is don't compare others' highlight reels to your behind the scenes. Yeah. And I love that quote because what we're seeing on social media and in business branding and in most content around money is the highlight reel. Yeah. We're seeing like the touchdowns and, you know, the, the massive outcomes and the trophies and the successes but we're not seeing all of the training, the history, the rejections, the falling down, the tackles, the dark nights of the soul that are really the behind the scenes that create those highlights. So that's my intention with recording this podcast episode is to bring you just some reality, right? Bring you some of the depth, some of the truth, have a little look at my behind the scenes and um, maybe how that created some of the highlights that I've got now and see what resonates with you. Let's just humanize this whole experience, shall we? I'm going to stop to take a drink, guys, because it's going to be a lengthy story. <laughs> so let's go right back to the beginning. Your money story always comes from your family. It always comes from your family. That's your first experience of learning about money 
um, the value of money, how much money you can receive, what your identity is and your relationship is to money. And of course, I'm no different because I'm a human. And uh, the money story that I came from was not great. I came from a very middle-class family. We always lived in kind of small houses where we often shared bedrooms. We were certainly not on the poverty line, but we were just above it. My parents worked incredibly hard, worked multiple jobs, long hours, um, were kind of always pushing to further their career and to do more. We were afforded the privilege to go to private schools, um, which was amazing. And uh, my mother in particular worked hard to facilitate that and make that happen. And I don't recall ever kind of like desperately wanting for anything. You know, we always had food on the table. We had electricity. Um, and at the same time, we didn't really have money for, you know, indulgences. We kind of didn't go on too many holidays. We had, you know, small houses and um, a small car. And um, the older I got, you know, when I moved into being an adult and wanting things for myself, it very much became like you get a job and you buy it for yourself because we can't give you this, right? We don't have the money available to give you any of this. I wouldn't say that that was the most like traumatic, you know, money story. We weren't bankrupt. We weren't destitute, but we weren't wealthy either. We weren't anywhere near wealth and it wasn't expansive. And that's actually a story that's very true for my whole family across the board. So my whole wider family, not just my immediate family, but my family on both sides, you know, my parents, both of my parents' sides, um, we don't have wealthy family members. There is nobody that has a lot of money. There is nobody that has been particularly successful. And this has been a really important part of even my journey through success and identifying success and um, what that looks like for me, what that feels, whether I can achieve it, because I actually haven't had examples in my family. I do have uh, my eldest brother, who is a half brother. So he grew up uh, with his mother. We share the same father. And he has been career-wise quite, quite successful and quite wealthy. Um, he and his now wife have done really amazing things. And for a long time, that was my expander. That was kind of my my one beacon, my one light of like, well, he's, he's done pretty good. You know, they um, would probably collectively earn maybe 250 to $300,000 a year between the two of them. And in Australia, that's, that's pretty great. Right? That's a fair amount of money. They've lived in nice houses and had nice cars. And um, that, that was the opportunity. It's so important to have expanders, right, in our stories that was the opportunity for me to see that it was possible for someone in my family to live that way. But then I kind of came across the hurdle as I got further into my adulthood of realizing I don't know how to get there because I don't feel like it's correct for me to follow the path that he followed to, you know, he and his wife went to university and um, worked really hard in their corporate careers and kind of, you know, walked the ladder and got to the top and, I don't feel like that's available to me. I don't feel like I can do that because I'm not consistent and it makes me angry and it burns me out. And so I try, but I'm not able to get there, right? That 
the mixture of money and success, I think, is something worthy of pointing out that often these two things go hand in hand. Um, the ability to see whether anybody around you is successful, kind of anybody in your immediate vicinity, like your family or your friends are successful, um, is, is often one and the same as do you have money? Do you have the money that you need? And so intrinsically, the two things are usually linked. For me, I, it took me years, I mean, decades really to extrapolate the two out. I think it's probably only been in the last couple of years that I've been able to identify the difference between money and success and that the two things don't don't always go hand in hand. Um, and when I, when I became an adult and I moved out of home and I um, met my now husband and we, you know, lived together and then eventually got married and had kids, for us, I mean, his background was very similar to mine. And for us, the story was always just a repeat of our parents. I mean, um, we were kind of just above the poverty line and we, you know, lived in small suburban homes while we raised the kids. And there were times when we just actually didn't have enough money for anything. We didn't have enough money for our um, electricity bill. We didn't have enough money for groceries. We didn't have enough money for petrol, for gas, for the car. and. I was not working while I was, you know, having our children. We have three kids. I was not working during that time. I would pick up, you know, small bits and pieces of work to tide us over. But our focus was really on my husband and letting him scale his career as much as he possibly could. And so our, our emphasis was always on that, right? Me taking the load of the children so that he could travel for work, so that he could change jobs, so that he could do, you know, our qualifications and get extra experience. Um, and that was 12 years. That was 12 years of our experience was having a single income, um, trying to support many young children, many, three, that's a lot, <laughs> trying to support three young children. I also had a chronic illness that I'd had since my teenage years and the medical costs associated with that were huge. And so it was this really just kind of perpetual life experience of scarcity when, when I talk now and other, you know, money teachers talk about scarcity behaviours around money, things like not wanting to do a budget, um, not being afraid to look at your account to see how much is in it, you know, freaking out when you go to pay for your groceries because you're worried there's not enough money there, um, overspending, you know, when, when your money comes in, going into credit card debt, feeling like there's never enough money. I was the walking archetype of these energies. I mean, that was my whole identity around money and my husband's too. And that was his family's and my family's. Like that is where we came from. It was, it was in our DNA. We didn't know anything different. And I hated it. I hated it because I felt like I had this expander in my eldest brother, but I had no clue how to move myself from where I was into a position like his, where it seemed like he had more than enough money available, where he had so much money available that they never wanted for anything. As the kids got a little bit older, so my youngest, my youngest was about two. And I mean, this is a whole other story, but I actually um, completely recovered from my lifelong chronic illness. It, it burnt out. Um, I've done a little bit of talking about this in other podcast episodes, but I suddenly kind of had this golden doorway in front of me where 
I'd stopped having children. My kids weren't babies anymore. I wasn't sick anymore. And there was this future available to me that had never been available before. And I wanted money. I wanted money. I wanted success. I wanted recognition. I wanted purpose. I wanted value. I mean, I just wanted this kind of big life that I felt had never, ever, ever been available to me before. And it was at that time that we purchased our previous business. Again, I've spoken about this in other podcast episodes and in other content, but if you're unaware, uh, my husband and I used to own a cafe. It's a specialty cafe. It was huge. It was a 350-seat venue. Uh, We traded seven days a week, specialty um, hospitality. We also did specialty retail. We did high-end events. We had um, 50 staff. Um, It was a huge business. And we purchased that out of liquidation. It was a very messy situation, but the business had bankrupted and was liquidating. And we had investors who loaned us the money to purchase the business. And as we were working in the business, we were paying back that loan to them. So our company owned the business, but we were paying back this purchase loan to the investors, right? In just under two years, we took that business from $0 to $2 million annual turnover. So it was about 2.3 million annual turnover. And that's why, I mean, I think I forgot to mention it earlier. (laughs) That's why this podcast episode is titled from $0 to 2 million and back again little clue for what's coming up in the story. It was the most eye-opening experience for so many reasons to be in that business. It was traumatic. It was toxic. There was violence. There was threats, manipulation, blackmail, extortion, um, fatigue, burnout. But one of the things that I remember specifically around the money so much is that I just constantly was in these positions of feeling like, There is so much money here, $2 million a year. I mean, we were pulling in tens of thousands of dollars every single week. We had, you know, multiple, um, you know, like $15,000, $20,000 days. Um, Sometimes we would have like $70,000 to $100,000 days if we were doing high-end events. And still, still, it felt like there was never enough. Every single scarcity behavior was still there and all of the outcomes that they produce. I was still avoiding budgeting. I still hated looking at our bank account. I procrastinated and put off paying bills. Um, I always felt like there was no matter how much money was coming in through the business, that it was just never, ever going to be enough. And then every time I had evidence that it wasn't enough because we didn't have enough to pay a bill, we didn't have enough to pay wages, you know, we didn't bring in as much as I thought we should from that day. It just, it plummeted me. I mean, I still remember the sickening feeling of my stomach just dropping, my whole body kind of prickling with sweat and with fear of how is there so much money and yet there is still never enough. And when I first came into that business, I paid myself a wage. I paid myself a good wage, which I had never, ever, ever had before. Never before had I had a really good wage because I'd gone from kind of just fledgling in my career, classic manifesto. I jumped around and done a million different things and um, got a degree and then didn't use my degree and 
you know, picked up odd jobs here and there and then would get bored and do something different. And then I got married and had kids. And I just continued picking up small odd jobs while my husband's career got really established. This was the first time that I was like, no, I am on track. I am on a pathway. Um, I am getting the money that I really think that I should have. Mind you, I was I was like 30 by this stage, right? And so I paid myself a really good wage. And then within months, mere months into the business, even though the business was doing okay, because there was this pervasive sense of scarcity, there's never enough, we're going to run out, we're going to run out, we're going to run out. I stopped paying myself my wage and put it all back into the business. And so then my family was once again in this kind of worse off financial state because at this point we're also paying for a nanny and we had to get a second car. (laughs) You know, I was never at home. So we were one adult down because I was working 100 hours a week at this business. It was so extraordinary to me that we could have $2 million and still not have enough that we could have $2 million and still not be able to pay me reasonable amounts or, or any amount, um, that we could have $2 million and still run out of money to pay bills. Yeah. It taught me so much about the cost of running a business. I mean, the costs on this business were enormous. And in retrospect, I should have been more prepared for that. I should have made decisions earlier on about cutting things and bringing them down. But I, you know, it was a very difficult situation and I didn't really have much of a voice and so there's a lot that went into that but the reality was I was kind of sitting in this experience with all of this money that I thought that I'd always wanted and yet still it was scarce it was not abundant it was not prosperous by the time we left that business so uh, just around two years we left that business having gone from zero dollars in the business to over two million dollars And extraordinarily, we walked away, not only with no money, but we walked away with $180,000 of debt, $180,000 of debt. There were many other people who benefited, many other people who profited, including um, our investors in this whole experience. And I hope they're enjoying (laughs) the millions of dollars that we left behind. Um, But I, for the very first time in my life, had very much like pushed under that poverty line, this line that we'd always danced around, right? All of a sudden, I'd gone from like dancing around the poverty, never quite having enough to having all of this money, and it still wasn't enough. And then being so in debt that we couldn't pay our mortgage, we couldn't pay for groceries, I couldn't pay any of these debts off, I couldn't work, I was so sick, we had no ability to get extra money in. And it was full breakdown mode. I mean, this was the time of my spiritual awakening. It was over my Saturn return. So you can imagine how horrific and messy it was. And money had a really big feature here. And what I found was that the more that I surrendered to this, the more that I recognized I can't continue to just fight my way out of this, right? Like I, when there's no money, there's just no money right? When I had debt collectors chasing me and I just had to say, there's nothing. I've got nothing. Like look at my bank accounts. There's nothing there. I don't, I can't drive my kids to school because we don't have money for gas. You know, we're, we're really in trouble here. Our bank has frozen our mortgage repayments. Thankfully we had insurance on our mortgage and we could hold off payments so we didn't lose our house, but it was empty. 
there was no money. And the only choice that I had was surrender. That was the only choice that was available to me was I, I can't control how we're going to pay this back. I can't control how we're ever going to get out of this. I just have to let myself be pulled along by the tide and hope that the tide moves me in a correct direction here. It was about 18 months later that, I mean, after much pain, <laughs> much soul searching, much work on myself, that it was my birthday and my parents gave me $200 for my birthday. It was the biggest birthday gift I ever recall receiving, actually. And they gave me $200 of cash and said, put it into something that you want to do next, right? Where do you, where do you want to go? Put this, put this into it. I decided that I wanted to start blogging. I wanted to have a business again, but I was terrified of being public in my business because I had been very public in my previous business in our local area and I'd been crucified for it. Um, the media all knew me and customers all knew me and that I wanted anonymity. I wanted something that I could dig my teeth into for business that was kind of safe, um, that people didn't really know me. And I started a blog, but I had no idea what I was doing with blogging. So I took that $200 and I invested it in a blog course. Yeah, that blog course really gave me nothing. <laughs> It was classically one of those, like, give us this money and we'll teach you how to be like a six-figure blogger. And of course, like, you're not because nobody comes out of that being a six-figure blogger. But it really opened up to me the whole world of online business that I had never considered. And I was able to go through a healing process of allowing myself to be more seen, allowing myself to kind of step out from behind the blog, put the blog aside, be the front person. I eventually moved into spiritual business coaching and um it was it was a growth journey all of it was a growth journey but throughout all of this i i really didn't think that i could get money i mean i had all these people saying to me in courses and programs like yeah you can earn this great money like they always do right but i i was not experiencing that i mean i somehow my husband and i miraculously during this time managed to pay off all of our $180,000 debt. We did eventually sell our house and use that to pay off our remaining debt and we are now completely debt-free. And that was an extraordinary milestone in business and in money because uh, it was the first time that we had really alleviated ourselves from the pressure of this old story of having to fight and endure and hold on to things. But my business was still not really making anything right like I, it was I was doing all the right things doing all the right strategies and it just wasn't bringing in very much I was certainly investing more than I was getting back my first year in business in 2018 I earned $2,000 it was like $1,813 so it was something ridiculous that was blogging right and I was doing all the stuff all the things and all the affiliate links and doing the SEO and and you know selling like or whatever they were, like selling downloads and all those things. And I made like $1,800 in a whole year. My second year in business, 2019, where I moved into coaching. And in that year, I made $30,000 in coaching. And that was selling like one-on-one -on -one spots. By the end of 2019, I'd started moving into group programs. And 
there were some doorways then opening to me. So in my third year in 2020, I made 120K in my business, which felt huge. I mean, I'd cracked that six-figure mark. Um, it was pretty much all profit, right? Because it was just just me essentially working on my own. I kind of had contractors every now and then. But $120,000, right? Like I was making $10,000 a month and I was like, this, this is the success that everyone talks about. Like this is the money that everyone talks about. And yet I didn't want it. I was bored. I felt empty. It didn't feel successful. It didn't feel prosperous. It didn't feel abundant. And I had this distinct moment where I was sitting down after having done a, a group coaching call. And I was like, I remember this feeling. I remember this feeling from the previous business where there was so much money and it just didn't feel like enough. It didn't feel like enough. Still scarcity, still a lack of abundance. From 2018 to 2020, like I've done a lot of work on my money story. You know, I'd kind of um, identified parts of my money story. I'd started focusing on money goals. Um, I was working on like scaling my income. I was learning a lot about like launching an online business and content creation. But I certainly had not done the deep energetic work. Yeah, I'd, I'd learned about the kind of intellectual pillars of money story and money work, but I hadn't done any of the deep energetic work, which is really like where it's at, you know, I've done a bit of like, can I let myself desire this? And can I envision this next level identity of myself? Which mind you, if you have an undefined G center is terrible. I now know why that was such a struggle for me. Um, you know, I'd done manifestation work, like trusting the universe. Money had come in from really crazy ways. It was seemingly on the outside, it was all working because I'd, I'd quadrupled my income in a year. I'd gone from 30K to 120K. Like I, my programs are selling out. I had a wait list for my one-on-one and yet I didn't want it because it didn't feel prosperous. It, it still felt inadequate. Somehow, I felt like I'd let go of a lot of scarcity by that point. I really wasn't kind of operating in those scarcity behaviors anymore because I knew that and I was teaching that to my clients. But I didn't feel abundant. I didn't feel prosperous. I didn't feel successful. And so I knew something else was missing, right? I knew that there was still part of this that I just, I hadn't tapped into yet. People weren't teaching me. I wasn't seeing it around the place. I was like, how are all of these other people earning this money and feeling really successful and I'm earning all of this money and feeling really bored and really disenfranchised by it. Moving into my fourth year in business 2021, I went from 120k in 2020 to 400k in 2021. From 120 to 4k. So once again I nearly quadrupled my income again. And the clincher here was that in 2021 Instead of doing more money work and mindset work and, you know, doing my money story and envisioning and manifestation, I was like, I'm done with that. I'm done. There's got to be something else in me that is blocking me or just not allowing me to receive wealth in a way that feels good, wealth in a way that feels prosperous or feels abundant or feels successful to me. Like, that's what I want my money to feel like. And it's not. So why? What's happening here? In 2021, I invested hugely in my time, my energy, and some of my money in trauma work. 
Um, I did a lot of trauma work and safety work, really tapping into safety in my body, in my energy. I did a ton of nervous system regulation work. I really worked on my um, vagus nerve, so your vagal tone regulation. I mean, it was deep. There were days where I was like, I'm done. You know, I was kind of working with three different people at that time and I'd be like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm tired. This is relentless. I'm in a rest cycle. It's never going to end. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do this work anymore. And yet I, I just, I continue to show up. I really think that that's a lot of what money work is about, right? Like just continue to show up, continue to show up, continue to show up. Thank goodness that that work ended at the end of 2021. Like I really don't think I could have handled it. <laughs> any longer than a year it was it was so intense and I felt really grateful to kind of hop out the other side of that and feel like oh I could breathe and getting to the end of 2021 and looking back and calculating my income even though we calculate the income in this business monthly right so I, I know how much is coming in and my staff monitor it and, and we work on you know scaling things um but I it just hadn't sort of penetrated into my awareness like I just we were having successful sold out launches. We were launching frequently. Um, you know, we were selling some of our passive products. We were growing that. And I, I was kind of intellectually aware that money was coming in, but I just wasn't, I don't know what, it didn't, it didn't sink in. I didn't realize how much money we were bringing in, even though I was seeing the figures. And I think that's because I was so absorbed in the deep work. I was so absorbed in the trauma, revisiting trauma, releasing that, finding a sense of safety, really identifying the sovereignty of my energy, of my aura, of working daily on my nervous system, regulating my nervous system, utilizing breath work and making myself so available for those things that when we reached December 2021 and I felt like that had all kind of wrapped up, and I looked back at how much we'd earned for the year and, and realized that it was $400,000. I, I nearly fell over. I, you know, it was, this was the very first, the very first experience that I'd ever had where I was like, holy shit, that is abundant. <laughs> like, that is prosperity. That is where we're at. Like, I feel successful. I feel free. I feel abundant. I feel prosperous. Like, this is exactly the way that my money is meant to feel for me. And it wouldn't have made a difference whether that was $50,000, $200,000, $400,000, $500,000 million. It wasn't about the dollar figure. It was about the fact that I was energetically kind of cleared out and healed and resonating at a place where I felt like I was finally in a relationship with money where I was collaborating with it and it was serving me. That was such a profound moment. And, and leading that into this year, into 2022, it's given me so much more uh, freedom, like so much more expansion with it, right? Like I, I'm not doing that deep trauma work anymore. I'm not doing that nervous system work anymore. I still use all of those tools. I'm daily like working with my nervous system to be open to receiving more things, to allow that to feel safe. Um, but in terms of like money in the business, I have moved very much into strategic scaling work now. I'm not in the place of needing to do healing work. I'm now in the place of 
I've got the healing in place. I will continue to nurture that as needed, but I am strategically scaling our pathways to bring money in, bring more and more and more money in, um, and really having integrity and responsibility with the way that I'm managing that money. How much are we spending? How much are we using? How much are we charging? Um, we've made a lot of changes. We're, we're resetting up sales funnels. We are refining products. We are re-releasing programs that, you know, were previously closed. Um, you know, we're doing a lot more investment into non-money-making things that are about brand awareness, like guesting on podcasts and um, sponsoring events and, um, you know, creating content, being um, kind of guesting on like written publications. It's all the scale, right? It feels like now it's safe. It's safe to use my money in these unique ways. And even if what I'm doing with my money is not directly bringing it back into my pocket, like I'm not always creating a course and selling it and getting that money straight back in, I know that I'm taken care of. I know that I'm safe. Coincidentally, this has also happened at the same time as my husband finally felt safe. See, my husband's a projector. I initiated him, <laughs> of course. And he left behind his corporate career that we had both of us had spent, you know, 12 years building. He was really at the top of his game, earning, earning good money. He left that behind to go full-time in his business that he'd been running on the side for four years. And that meant that all of a sudden, my business was the breadwinner. My business was su supporting not just my husband and I, but it was supporting our three kids. It was supporting our lifestyle. It was, you know, supporting everything that we wanted to experience with our home and our holidays and our cars. And, you know, like my money wasn't just extra frivolous income anymore. Like now my money was something that had to be relied upon. It had to provide consistency. It had to provide a permanence that I had never asked of it to provide before. And my business is the vehicle through which that happens. That has been such a game changer, um, that in combination with having done safety work, with that trauma work. Like I could not have relied on my income last year, even though we brought in 400K, I could not have relied on my income last year to feel safe to be relied upon because I didn't feel safe in myself. I didn't feel safe to earn more money. I didn't feel safe to sell things at a higher price. I didn't feel safe to show up, to have more brand awareness, to be seen, to allow people intimate access to me. I had to do all of that work first before this was even possible for me to do. And so this year, like rather than uh, being focused on a particular income, I'm, I'm not much of a person for, even though I've got a defined ego and I'm quite structural, I'm really not a person that focuses a lot on income goals because I, I just, I so much more enjoy the fluidity of the universe, right? I'm splenic. Like I really just feel the intuitive process of allowing yourself to surrender and lay back into whatever it is that's coming to you and wherever you're being taken is so important. Um, if you're into numerology at all, I am in a year five, a personal year five, which is like expect the unexpected. <laughs> so I'm just like expecting the unexpected. Um, I do think that we are probably on track in our business 
to do somewhere between 750,000 and a million. I, I really am holding the frequency of a million dollars. Um, and I, I won't be heartbroken if we don't achieve that because it's not about the dollar figure. It's about the relationship that I have with that money and whether that feels prosperous, whether it feels successful. And it very much does. Um, we are certainly, we sit somewhere depending on the month. Again, I'm not much one for consistency and having a consistent income every month, but we are working on scaling things to get more predictability. But we sit anywhere between kind of 30K and 70K per month in our business um, with some launches scattered in there. So, I mean, this is a, it's a great money position to be in. It is a really great financial position to be in. And I know I'm fully aware, I'm just fully aware that I would not have been able to arrive at this position had I not done the years of work that I did, right? Because it's not just about the money. The money is this physical representation of your energetic experience. I couldn't be here having this much money and feeling like it's safe, feeling like it's reliable, feeling like I can collaborate with it to scale it, to grow it, to be strategic, to bring more of it in, to be open to receive more, unless I had done the years, years of work prior to this. And, you know, I don't have a story of like coming from the wrong side of the tracks and you know, being bankrupt and being homeless and having this great comeback story. Like I was a standard suburban middle class, not, not too much money kind of person, right? That was my childhood. That was a lot of my young adulthood. For me, being the person that has this much money is completely outside of the story that I've ever experienced, right? I am now the biggest money earner in both sides of my family for many generations. Like I don't even know a generation where on either side of my family where somebody earned this much money. Um, I far exceeded what anybody thought in my family was possible. And I think they're all, they're all still a bit unsure. <laughs> they're all still a bit surprised, right? We um, are really blessed to live in an extraordinary home in a very, very high-end area and drive a really gorgeous um, high-end car. And my children are all in very high-level private schools. Um, we holiday frequently. We have in a very free, abundant, exciting, prosperous lifestyle. Um, I buy what I want to buy. We don't usually like kind of wait for anything we always have money available to do it and just that experience alone to know that I'm no longer in this behavior of like freaking out about paying bills or worrying that if I go to buy groceries that there won't be enough or not wanting to look at my budget or spending money just because I've got it like they they don't exist for me anymore that's non-existent. It's it's nowhere at all in my vicinity or or in my daily life experience because I did so much work to move beyond that. And from this vantage point, looking back at the previous four years, it's all been worth it. That's all absolutely been worth it. But I will say, while I was doing it, I wasn't sure that it was going to create this life. And I have realized that coming to this point is that it never actually ends. Yeah? This is, 
this is, let me take you through some of the things that I learned. <laughs> Firstly, the work never stops. The money work never, ever, ever stops. Always be working on your money stories. Always be working on your energetic relationship to money. Always be working on your nervous system, your sense of safety, um, being open to receive. Always be working on that. I mean, there's a saying in business that a lot of people use that's new level, new devil. And that's very true, right? Because it, when you reach a level, you'll be like, oh my God, yes, I've reached it like 10K months or a six-figure business owner or a sold-out launch. And I arrive here and then it's like, cool, done it. What's next? Like, where's the next level? I have to expand myself to fit that identity, to fit that frequency, to have that relationship, to have, you know, that journey, that adventure. It's always growing and it's always moving and it's always asking you to work on yourself and to, to be self-aware and to do what is required. And um, I didn't learn those lessons last time. In my last business, I had all the money and I didn't learn the lessons. So this is new for me, like scaling back up into the millions range. This is a new experience because now I'm doing it in alignment. Now I'm doing it in safety. Yeah. And, and I am learning that as I go. And guys, when I reach a million, I'll record another podcast for you and tell you kind of what happened and how I got there. But for now, I can certainly talk to you about being a multiple six-figure business owner, um, managing that and honoring my manifesto energy to do that, creating from creative urges, having this relationship with money as a manifesto. These are the things that I know because I have lived them deeply, deeply, deeply lived them. The other thing that I've learned is that it's never, ever about the dollar amount. We always think it is. We're always like, oh, it's about the you know, $50,000 a month. It's about the paying off my debt. It's about the being a six-figure business owner. Like we always, these phrases, you know, like 10K months, six-figure business owner, seven-figure business. Like it's never, ever about that dollar amount. It's always about your relationship to that money. You can earn so much money and feel like it's not enough still being in scarcity. Um, you can earn like hardly anything and feel like it's like so expansive and it's so abundant. The dollar amount doesn't matter. So stop focusing on the dollar amount and just start focusing on your relationship to your money. Scarcity is everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, it's in our family history. It's even in the cellular structure of our DNA. It permeates everything in our society. Uh, we all, I don't care who you are or what background you came from, we all need to do this money work around scarcity from the ground up. Everyone. You need to, I, I don't care if you came out as a hedge fund baby, like you need to do the work around identifying what is scarcity, what is abundance, what is my money story, what are my money beliefs, how are those creating my money behaviours, um, what energetic frequencies do I have around money, what's my relationship to money, how do I expand it, where do I feel safe, where do I feel not safe. Um, this is this is the work, right? This is, this is the work that I have taken four years really to do. And this is everything that is in the Manifesto Money Mobiles program, which is, I think the doors opened, oh, they're opening soon. They're opening on the 11th of July, I think. So like a few more days, um, you can watch our social media, definitely jump into Money Mobiles. I mean, it's so in-depth. It's this whole Manifesto relationship to money plus 
everything else, like all of the like gene keys and human design mapping and dealing with fears and conditioning. Like we all have to do this. Money Moguls takes you from the beginning all the way through to the end. It takes you from the scarcity, from the money story, all the way through to like the deeply detailed energetic frequencies of your personal relationship to money. We all have to do it. Also, nervous system work is the biggest key to bringing in big leaps in income. When you see people doing these like quantum leaps, when they're like, oh, overnight I had this like sold out six-figure launch, <laughs> that's because they've done nervous system work. It's because they feel safety in their body. That's that's the vibration at which they're operating at, that their body is available to receive, that their energy is available to receive, and so therefore they receive. If you haven't done nervous system work, if you haven't done vagal tone regulation, if you haven't done safety work in your nervous system, I so strongly encourage you to get out there, find someone and get it going. It'll take you months and it will then never end. But this is where it's at. Like if you want to have a big leap in your income, you have to work on your nervous system. Strategy in business right? Let's look at this a bit strategically. Strategy in business to scale to new incomes is always going to be necessary. So we can't kind of like repeat the same strategies that work to get you from zero to 5k and then expect that those strategies will work to get you from, you know, 50,000 to a million. Strategies are important in scaling income in business and they're so, so necessary. But the thing that we need to remember, I think, as manifestors is like, we don't need to reinvent the wheel around business strategy. Like, you can follow the proven strategic formula for like scaling your business from one stage to the next to the next because we're all doing it. Everyone's everyone's doing that same thing, especially in the online industry. Use your manifesto energy unless you feel really called to reinvent the wheel there. Like use your manifesto energy to follow your urges, to initiate new things outside of that wheel, like new pathways, new languages, new energies. Just because you're a manifestor doesn't mean that you need to completely identify and utilize and implement and prove this whole new strategy for getting yourself to a million dollars. Yeah. I think that we get a lot of conversation about being the trailblazers and being the people that are breaking the rules and always carving out new ways. And we need to realize like, yes, we have that ability, but it only applies where we have a desire to do it. Yeah, like we can do the same things as other people as long as that feels correct to us. Where it doesn't feel correct, I mean, break out of that box and pick up a shovel and start digging a new pathway forward. But that doesn't mean that you always have to be the antithesis. Like you don't have to be the rebellion against every system and every rule. Sometimes the system is there to support you and the strategy that is available is a really great, peaceful, harmonious strategy. Finally, this is a bit of a tricky one, right? But remove money from your money experience. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean by that. When you focus on prosperity, on abundance, on freedom, that will take you so much further in your money journey than focusing on the actual money. When you focus on the money, on the how much have I got in my bank account? Like, what's the dollar figure? What can I do with this money? Like, I need to get more or, I, you know, I have too little or I need to pay off my debt. When Just when you're so focused on the actual money, the actual dollars, the actual income, it 
ironically strangles your whole money story. I think that we need to arrive at a place, and I agree this takes time, but we need to arrive at a place where we're kind of like, the money is the money, honey. <laughs> it's, I always have money. It is always taken care of. And, and one of the things that I found really helpful is to step into a frequency of, and this is very line six, but stepping into a frequency of like, there is just trillions of dollars of wealth in the world, trillions of dollars of wealth. And I live in a time and an age, thanks to the digital landscape, where that money is more accessible than ever before. If I want money, I can go out and get money. I can sell my knowledge. I can sell my skills. I can sell my time. I can sell my energy. I can sell something that I've created. I have an audience there immediately available from anywhere in the world. I have integrated payment gateways that bring their money from their bank instantly to my bank. Money is everywhere and there is so much of it and I can get to it instantly if I want to. And so I'm not going to focus on the money anymore because if I need money to be available, I'll inform that I need money to be available and the universe can do her work to orchestrate all of those pieces. If I feel like I want to collaborate with that, then I'll step in and I'll take action and I'll initiate something and I'll collaborate. You know, I'll like release a mastermind. I'll run a discount on my products. You know, I'll send an email to my email list. Like we always have ways that we can collaborate or we can really challenge ourselves to sit back in form and then just be open to receiving. But there's never a, an end to the supply of money. So the more we focus on money, the more we get caught up in the detail, right? The more we try to really take the reins from the universe and say, don't worry, universe, like, I'll control this. <laughs> I've got this. I'll deal with it. When actually she's so much far better equipped, she's so much more, more equipped to um, orchestrate these experiences for you. Can you just focus on the energetic work? Can you take the money out of the money and really work on on truly believing and surrendering to like, I am financially taken care of. And if I feel like I'm not financially taken care of, then that is a money belief that I need to work on. I'm not going to solve that by trying to force money to come to me. I'm going to solve that by turning it inwards and doing the energetic work to identify that belief, to release it, to do the healing, to do some safety work, to look at my nervous system, to identify the money story that that belief came from, right? Like, that's my responsibility in this thing. And then the money comes in. And if I want an experience that is more than enough money, then that is the experience that I will have because I am the manifester. I am the initiator. What I initiate is what I experience. What my intention is, is the energetic frequency that gets set. And if my intention is off because my energetic frequency is off, then I'm responsible for doing that work. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> this has been a super long episode. I fully did not plan for this to be so, so, so long. Um, if you have been following any of this money stuff for the last little while, I think we're about five or six weeks into our money content now and we'll be going all the way through till the end of July. Um, I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope it's been um, being received by you in, in a really nourishing, expansive, healing way. Um it's been a real joy to be the facilitator of bringing this to you. If you haven't downloaded it already, we have a free manifestor's guide to money. We have, there are thousands of people that have downloaded it and it's 
like it's just crazy the responses that are coming through so if you haven't gotten your hands on that jump on our website um i'll also link it down in the show notes the manifestors guide to money totally free it's five chapters all teaching you about the energetic frequencies of money for manifestors so super worth the download and of course as i said we are about i think four days five days or so off the doors for manifestor money moguls opening up again this is the second time we've opened up this program. Um, the first time, I think we had nearly 40 people through and it's just insane the experiences that they had and the outcomes they've been able to journey into with their money. There is no other money program out there for manifestors. So um, I'm really proud to bring you this. We've added more stuff in. We've reworked some things. There's heaps more value. We've now got quantum healing sessions hosted by me. So really bringing in the energetic work to support the learning and the knowledge and the intellectual shifts that are going on. And it's so worth it. If that resonates with you, I mean, it's just so worth signing up. We will be closing the doors at the end of July. Um, and then I'm really not sure when we open it again. We might open again in 2023. I'm not sure. I'm a manifestor. I never really know anything about what's coming up. <laughs> so definitely check that out if that is sitting well with you. Download the freebie if that is sitting well with you. And thank you so much for being here and listening to me for an hour. Uh, we will catch up again next week for episode 101. And as always, until then, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.